I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 51. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. This week's song, Who Am I by Casting Crowns, is not a new song, but one that I hear often on the radio. And I believe that the longevity of the popularity of this song is really due to the fact that sometimes artists just have this way of being able to put things into words that we always wanted to say, but never really knew it. And for me, that's what's found in the chorus. Not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. Not because of what I've done. But because of who you are. Not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. Not because of what I've done, but because of who you are. I remember the first time I finally had heard the song enough times to go, wow, that's just so profound. And it's just sobering and encouraging. But what is the question being answered by these profound statements? Well, the question is really one that we all need to answer, and that is, who am I? Now, I recently attended a leadership symposium with some other people in education. I I work for a Christian school. I'm not a teacher, but many of the people in the room at that symposium that day were. And the speaker on deck was really talking about the entertainment process that many children subscribe to found in video games. And much like our song, one of the first things a child will do upon the receipt of a video game, they pop it into the video game player and um, they don't generally start playing right away. They, They define who they are. They create an identity, an avatar that they're going to use from that point forward to play the game. Now, for some of us, we've allowed others to define who we are. Um, for many, it was first molded by our parents. Now, I had a supreme benefit because my mom always told me that I was good enough and smart enough and doggone it, people were going to like me. But I did have a friend in high school whose mom chose to speak words of death over her rather than words of life. And for a while, she didn't quote unquote live up to her mom's standard. But over time, she really gave in and ultimately became what her mom spoke into her all those years. And unfortunately, like I said, it was just words of death instead of words of life. Now, one thing I love about Christian music, and specifically many, many, many songs out there today, is that they remind us of who we are in Christ. I believe that if the Holy Spirit has led so many artists to write songs from this vantage point, then it's really important to God that we do know who we are in Christ. Now, even just on this journey, uh, this podcast, 
over the last 50 episodes, we've discovered that we are overcomers. In episode four, Mandisa takes us to 1 John 5, 5, where we learned that we are an overcomer. It says, who is that that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. In episode five, Dara McLean reminds us that we are wanted, just like God says in Isaiah when he says, I have chosen you and I will not throw you away. Don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. In episode 13, Matthew West reminds us that we are children of the one true king, just like in 1 John when it says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. And then in episode 21, we're reminded that we're redeemed by Big Daddy Weave, just like in Ephesians 1, where we see in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. And if you go on to read all of Ephesians chapter 1, you see that not only are we just redeemed, but we are adopted and sealed as well. And all of these truths are because of God's great love for his creation and his willingness to bring us into that right relationship through his son. We're overcomers. We're wanted. We're children of the king. And we're redeemed because of him. Which leads us back to the original question, but in a new light. Not who am I, but who am I in light of this glorious God? And if you joined us last week, then you've considered how overwhelming God's love is for us, how overwhelming God is, who he is, he's just overwhelming. And just like David in Psalm 8, when he asks this, he says, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Who am I? That the Lord of all the earth Would care to know my name Would care to feel my hurt Who am I That the bright and morning star Would choose to light the way For my ever-wandering heart Psalm 24.1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it The world and all its people belong to him. So who am I that this Lord of all the earth would care to know my name and feel my hurt? You may ask, does he? Does he care about my hurt? I'm here to tell you that God knows your feelings and frustrations. He has seen the crisis in your soul. There is no hurt that goes unnoticed by God. In fact, Psalm 56, 6 says, You know how troubled I am. You have kept a record of my tears. And because God knows our frustration and despair, we can can give those feelings to him. We can trust him with them. First Peter says, give all your worries and care to God, for he cares about what happens to you. He cares for you. You just need to lay them permanently at his feet. Cast them on God uh, once and for all and just don't take them back. What about this bright and morning star that chooses to light the way for my ever-wandering heart? 
Jesus in the book of Revelation calls himself the bright and morning star. Revelation twenty two sixteen says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. Jesus, that, that first light breaking through the depth of darkness all around us and in us. Will we choose to follow that light? Who am I that the eyes that see my sin would look on me with love and watch me rise again? Who am I that the voice that calmed the sea would call out through the rain and calm the storm in? The eyes that see my sin, looking on me with love, watching me rise again. I can't help but think about what we explored in episode 32 when we read about the woman caught in adultery in John chapter 8. Do you remember that? Uh, in John chapter 8, he says, as he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up and said, all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. So just if, as, as we're reflecting on the lyrics of this song, he saw the sin in this woman. Jesus saw the sin. And yet looked at her with love. He challenged her to go and sin no more. But he allowed her to stand up and try again. This is the one we follow. This is he. You know, who am I in a ref- in who am I that you would even love me this much? He was calling her higher. And then the voice that calmed the sea, calming the storm in me. Why don't I ever remember that? When the storm rages in my mind, all I have to do is think of Mark chapter 4. It says, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and waves obey him. Why? Why can't I remember that story when that storm is just raging inside of me and churning and the waves are breaking over the edges of my boat? To remember 
that this is the God that I serve. He can calm the storm with just a word. He can calm the storm in me as well. But all of this truth, it needs to be contained in the proper perspective. And what, what did we see in our song already? Not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. Not because of what I've done, but because of who you are. Now, I started with all that we are in Christ. But that is the key, isn't it? Who we are in Christ Not because of who I am, but because of what God has done in providing a way through his son. Not because of what I've done. I am not intrinsically good. I cannot earn my way to eternal salvation, but it's because of who he is. God, Savior, perfect sacrifice, Redeemer, greater. A view of ourselves ought always to be put in perspective. And that's why I'm so glad we we focused on the overwhelming nature of who God is last week so that we could realize that it is nothing that we could have done. Because without Christ, who am I really? First Peter reminds us of this. It says, as the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord remains forever. So he's giving us a proper perspective of who we are. But if you read that in context, just the verse right before that, the statement right before that reminds us that although we are like grass and we will soon fade in Christ, our end is completely different because that verse right before says you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. So again, this perspective, this contrast between who we are without Christ and who we are in Christ. And then um, we see again in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4, then we will no longer be like immature children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every new wind of teaching. Again, kind of referring to this idea that we're, we're tossed about like waves of the sea. And then if you look into James, you kind of see where that lyric comes from, where it talks about the vapor in the wind. So in James chapter 4, I'm going to read from the amplified version of verse 14. It says, You do not know the least thing about what may happen tomorrow. What is the nature of your life? You are really but a wisp of vapor, a puff of smoke, a mist that is visible for a little while and then disappears into thin air. So even though all of this is true without Christ, we're a flower quickly fading, a wave tossed in the ocean, a vapor in the wind, all very true statements of who we are without Christ. But in Christ, we are these 
all these other things that we've talked about. We've talked about becoming, being overcomers and redeemed and having eternal life and being born again. All of these things are true in Christ. And we belong to Him. So... Shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? Cause I am yours. I'm yours. I love this repeat at the end of this song because it reminds me of our resolution for uh, 2015, found in episode 46, when we said, Won't let fear hold my heart back. Why? Because I am his. So what's next? Let's study Psalm 8 this week. It's a wonderful psalm. It brings kind of a balanced perspective of God's role and our role. It begins with praise and giving glory to God, uh, and it ends with giving praise and glory to God. And this, again, is that proper perspective. It clearly displays our limits and weaknesses as humans. And then finally, it acknowledges our responsibility and privileges that the Lord has given us. It's short, but worth meditating on this week. And while you're in God's word this week, I would love to know how you're doing. So you can hop on Twitter and chat with me or on Facebook or even just uh, reply or email Michelle at michellekneesat.com or reply to um, an email and just let me know how you're doing. Or you can leave a comment on this week's show notes, michellekneesat.com forward slash 51. Just a few quick announcements before we go today. I want to personally thank you for listening by giving you a gift. I don't want you to have any excuses for not having God's word front and center every day. So if you just log on to my website at michellekneesat.com and subscribe with your name and email address, I will email you memory verse resources each week to display on your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, or print them out and just kind of place them in the best location for you. It's just a small token of my thanks and hopefully a useful tool for you. And I want to shout out to Gail from Alabama, Holly from Tennessee, and Lori from Maine, my newest subscribers to my website. And another reminder, my seven-year-old Meredith is official. She has a new podcast on the names of God called More Than a Name. You can find her in iTunes and share it with your friends who have little people. They are nice and short, but they are from her heart and from God's word. So check it out. We hope to add a new episode soon. And don't miss an episode of More Than a Song by subscribing in iTunes. So it automatically will come to you each week. While you're there to subscribe, can you leave a written review and a star rating? This encourages me greatly, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use Lord, I'm Ready Now by Plum. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 51. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.